Hello, it's Thursday, the 24th of August, the year of our law, 2023. Kat's back. Hi. Hello, everyone. Sorry I've been away for such a long time. Back to it now, though. She is. She's up and ready, ready and fighting, aren't you? Well, you're almost up. Almost, almost. So we've got some lovely ladies on with us tonight who are doing wonderful things. And this is what we hope the rest of the country, including England and, well, yeah, the whole of the country, Scotland included, and England, start doing themselves because this is what it's going to take to stop it. But it can't just be left to small groups of people to be taking on the weight of the government and the lefties and the wokes to do it on their own they we need numbers and i know there's plenty of people out there who are totally disgusted with the education they are totally disgusted that adult entertainers are going into libraries or wherever to read to children but there isn't enough of us and i'm hoping tonight's guests are going to inspire more mums and parents to get off their backside and do something so without further ado Catherine I am delighted well they're, they're from Brecon to start with and my computer's just slowed down I want to introduce Lucy and Rosanna and they're from Brecon and um they're standing up and they're saying no more hi girls hi hello if we take this one at a time uh let's start with you Rosanna give us a little bit about your background what woke you up to this education and why you've decided to do something about it? Well, a, a few years ago, when it was the beginning of lockdowns, um, I decided to take my son out of school because I was pregnant with my second child. And I just happened to stumble across something of Kim's on the Public Child Protection Wales website. Um, and after reading through that, I thought there's no way he's going back. No chance. Because I couldn't guarantee that he wouldn't be taught these things. So I withdrew him straight away and just took him out to home educate him full time. And to be honest, it's been the best decision that we've made. Yeah, I agree. I Because I've done the same as well. Well, Grace actually didn't go to school, did she? But I'm so glad now because it can be a bit more difficult. As that you're, you're lucky in the way because they were so young too. Yeah. Um, I'm noticing a lot that with the older ones, um, it's a bit more difficult because they've already sort of, made those relationship with friends and things like that and they you know they believe they're missing out on that socialization part of it so it tends to be a bit of a battle of the a battle of wills then between the parent and child unfortunately so yeah you're how old were your was your little one when you did take him out love he, oh, she's, quite... he, he was seven when i took him out and he's 10 now ah right okay so it's three years ago then so oh, yeah well, beginning of covid time but even in that three years, um, the year that he came out of school, he'd um, improved. He'd gone up three three year groups worth of work. And then he, when he went back in the January till the Easter half, the beginning of Easter half term, I think mm-hmm. it was five five months and he lost everything. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? And you can look at that as a, you know, a perfect control with your own child, you know, it's, not, it's an experience, isn't it? It's not just you saying that, you actually physically saw um, those differences. I witnessed it with him. And, you know, before when he was in school, it was everything was competitive. He was coming home, having a real emotional meltdowns, you know, to the point where you couldn't console him. Oh, and then after being at home for so long, he's a different child. 
He's so confident. Nothing is competition. He's happy being himself. He doesn't have the peer pressure either. Yeah. Some of the things I'm seeing coming home with his friends from school, I'm so glad that that's not happening with him. Well, yeah. And the thing is, it's getting worse now, isn't it? Directly because of the sex education. What was it that you saw on um, PCP? What was the initial thinking of, oh, I'm not. Did you read, was it anything in particular or did you have a look? Because I know you you like to do your research. You probably had a good look through. To be honest, as soon as I saw about the um, RSC education on the Public Child Protection website, I went and deep dived into it. And I was just, the little things I was uncovering at the beginning were nothing in comparison to what I saw in the end. You know, it was like, I don't want my I don't want my children learning about sexual relationships with other people. I wouldn't go up to somebody else's child in the street and ta- start talking to them about my sexual relationship. I'd be arrested. And every parent, this is what gets to me, is that this is the job of a parent. So you you know you you put your school your child into school to learn about yeah. English, math, geography, history, science. There is yeah. no need for this to happen. It is not the responsibility of anyone but a parent to decide and to know whether their child is ready. The more and more people allow this to happen, they are giving more and more control of themselves and their children to the government. And that does not end well. So I just want to move on to Lucy, really, and and ask Lucy the same question. Um, Give us a little bit about you, what woke you up to this education and what's inspired you to carry on doing this. And then we can talk about the campaigns that you're doing. Um, well, so I've worked in education for many years um, with special needs. Um, then I worked in applied behaviour analysis. So I've worked in the system for a long time and it was around COVID time. And in all honesty, it wasn't directly to do with the RSE that I took my children out of school. I was actually done some training on the RSE in school uh, at work before before I um, left to do my master's. And um, it was really... The reason I quit the education, work in the education system was really just because I felt that it was all ticking boxes. We weren't really truly able to nurture what the children needed because we were having to, you know, um, get this maths work done when actually they really needed nurture. And it was just, there's a lot of things um, working in the system that just didn't align with my soul, you know? And so I just, I didn't feel comfortable. Anyway, so I left worked in ABA again with vulnerable children um, and it was then that all the things with COVID happened and it was really I just didn't want my children I could see I could see the effect of and what I call indoctrination on my children through the time of COVID and I seen their mental health decline I seen the mental health of so many children decline and it, it was just I just decided I'm not putting all of my my time and my energy and my heart into working with other people's children I need to get my own home and I need to work with them and I need to be with them um, and so I mean, the school was showing them BBC News at lunchtime, talking about COVID deaths. It was just the whole system. It's it's built to create sort of um, fear and uh, robotic people who are just sort of um, who are just doing what they are controlled and uh, sort of um, what's the word? I've lost my word. What they're told to do, essentially, you know, program to do. Fun. <laughs> I knew this. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, and so that's why I took my children out of school. Um, but my eldest now, um, so my eldest has special needs, she's autistic, uh, she was in a special school. Um, 
and she actually my youngest chose to go back last November my yet which <laughs> broke my heart to be honest um because obviously I've deep dived into all of this stuff for a while now but I also stand by the fact that it is their journey and I've got to allow them you know I've got to allow them to make certain choices but that's why I feel like I'm fighting so hard now because my girls are back in that system and it it scares the absolute crap out of me that they are in there um I don't want them there in all honesty um but I also appreciate that this is their journey and I've got to allow them to sort of you know they felt they were missing out on certain things like social social sort of elements and stuff and so that's what's going on now and obviously as we know a lot of these things affect um, neurodivergent children a lot more severely. And so I think there's there's a fire inside of me that sort of is really powerful. It needs I need to do something about this and I need to I need to sort of be a voice for the voiceless, I guess. And so, um, yeah, that's where I'm at now. Wow. Oh, that's great. That is fair play to you, because it, I do. You know, I obviously if it was down to you. I'm sure they wouldn't be there. There's many instances where people know about this and they, you know, they sort of at loggerheads with their children because of this. It's very, yeah. it's so much easier when they're younger um, as opposed to when they grow older for the very reasons you've just said. So um, we do need people, you know, because the home educator, I've been a home educator for probably 13 now. So she only went to nursery. So I've been one for years. But I, you know, I'm a full believer in that sometimes it can have, for whatever reason, there are going to be children in school and unless we fight for them there is no you know it's quite futile really because everybody you know is they're indirectly affected home educators whether they like it or not you know it's not just in the school it's everywhere else so the fact that she's in you know they're in the school now and you've got our fire in your belly just hopefully will bring that about because obviously you know what it's about otherwise it would just go straight over your head like it has done with a lot of people already um, and I think that go on. Is, even this is what really concerns me is that so many people are like, okay, you know, it doesn't affect me. I make sure they rely on that. And it's like, well, actually, it's sort of like, if you leave it for so long, then that shadow is going to cast over every echelon of time. We're not going to have a choice left, but we have to speak now whilst we have got a voice. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And the thing is, people can say it doesn't affect them all day long. Actually, if you know enough about it, you will see that it does affect you, whether you like it or not, for the reason I just gave, indirectly affected. So on the whole generation, they're very well aware that some of them are not in school. So, you know, they've got the media and the music industry and everything else to sexualize them. So, yeah. you know, they're still getting it. And of course, there is the school's bill that they're pushing to get the home educated because because so many people have taken their children out of school now they're like oh, what are we going to do we're going to have to do we something to get so you know we're all fighting whether we're home educators or we're you know parents of, of school educated children we're all fighting so now we've come to this point now you've come to this point what did you do so you guys are from Brecon the Brecon area what did yeah. you do in terms of because you know we're having this drag time story hour that's been popping up all over the place isn't it it's not just you know it's, it's, it's literally all over the country last year we had you know there was quite a few protests where people were turning up and trying to talk sense into these crazy crazy people who would even entertain taking your child into see an adult entertainer so mm -hmm. what's gone on there guys Rosanna what's gone on with the I know that you've done sort of some sort of petition can you just tell us a little bit about what went on there and how many signatures you've got well, Lucy, Lucy put the petition up to begin oh, with. Oh, Lucy, sorry. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so I don't know if Lucy wants to talk about that um, because we we initially brought up 
the concern and posted it onto our community site right um which was met with quite a lot of um how would you word it controversy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, i mean so yeah you carry on loose yeah so what happened initially was um it was actually rosanna who posted the who brought my attention to this and i thought i've got to say something about this so i wrote up a post um initially to the back to bracken pride posted it on their page um they just kept they just all called me homophobic transphobic um you just hate gay people all these ridiculous accusations then they blocked me i put it on the community site um it got removed and then <clears throat> i re reworded it slightly reposted it and this went on on and on um and eventually i spoke with admins and i was saying look i'm not breaking any rules here you have to post this it's not fair um and <clears throat> It turns out that there was actually a police officer who works for David Powers Police um, going in their inbox and telling them to remove these posts um, as as soon as I was putting them up. So, um, wow! Eventually... So you had a police officer intervene intervening there then and, and sticking. Uh, wow! To, yeah. So this police officer is is quite a troll. She's always any post I put up, she's immediately saying admin remove this homophobic you know bigger and all this and and i mean nothing that i'm saying is even remotely homophobic the sexuality or the orientation of this person is completely irrelevant um and so so this went on and there was a lot of controversy on the community site we had hundreds of comments everybody sort of arguing back and forth um Bracken Town Council initially ignored our concerns um, and then this went on for quite some time. Well, I, I raised I, concern back in the consultation yeah. phase um, about the, the, the enhanced DPS checks, background checks, you know, the due diligence basically because of vulnerable children. Um, and I'd already seen Kin's deep dive on ADHD. So I was quite aware of what these entertainers, you know, were about. Um, so when I was when I was email emailing for the consultation, that's who I had in mind, thinking there's no way that they're going to be doing that, but just in case. And nobody ever got back to me about the concerns that I'd raised. And I know it wasn't just me. I know at least three other people who raised similar concerns, and they never got back to us. And then it wasn't until just before uh, we did the petition that I saw a post on Facebook with ADHD doing the drag story hour, and I thought, there we are. That's exactly mm. what I thought was going to happen. And then we discussed it, didn't we, Luce, between us? And then... Yeah. And um, I guess what happened is we became we became, we became too loud to ignore, didn't we? And yeah. issued a, gen a generic, very unsatisfactory statement where they just caught, sort of... Um, they said, we routinely request DBS checks. So that wasn't any assurance that they had absolutely definitely done a DBS check. Because um, obviously these these performers um, don't necessarily need them to be done. So they continued to ignore all of our questions. We were asking them various different questions. They ignored them all. Um, and then eventually we, we went to the Children's Commissioner of Wales. Um, they did actually respond to them. Um, and now the Children's Commissioner of Wales got back to us and said that they are satisfied because the this Act ADHD has had three years DBS checks. Oh. Um, Town Council. Have, yeah, have a safeguarding policy in place. Right, first is. of all, can I just jump in a second there, right? Number one, a DBS check is useless. It only works on conviction. Now, so, yeah. this, you know, the point is a lot of people, a lot of, you know, offenders get away with it way before they're caught, you know, number one. Number two, I'm just going to read something to you. You just mentioned the UK 
drag time story hour safeguarding policy. Listen to this. Yeah. Now this, right, here we go. So we bought, Adele actually bought this up when we were on our eight weeks. So we were on our way to um, a protest up in Crystal Palace. God, this was back in March now, I think it was. And on the way up there, Adele was reading the Drag Queen Story, our UK safeguarding policy. You can put this into Google. You can find this yourself. It's only four pages. Let me just read a little bit to you on this. And this is just, I just can't write. So we've got staff responsibilities, child safeguarding. Drag Queen Story, our UK staff and associated personnel must not engage in sexual activity with anyone under the age of 18, sexually abuse or exploit children, subject a child to physical, emotional or psychological abuse or neglect. And that's it, right? That's it, right. Number one, have you ever seen a policy, a safeguarding policy where you have to remind people not to sexually engage in sexual activity with children? Have you ever said something such ridiculous? And actually, number three on there says subject a child to physical, emotional or psychological abuse or neglect. Well, even Mm. the act of doing it is emotional or psychological abuse. So straight away, they're against their own safeguarding policy. Yeah. And they're mentioning um, one of the other reasons that they're satisfied with um, the act still still performing is that he has relevant insurance. It's a pre-booking event and the parents will be present and that there will be security on hand at the day. uh, Sorry, on the day. Now, why is there going to be security on hand? Because they are anticipating protests. Exactly. because so many parents have seen the shit the, the sorry excuse me the stuff that he's right. posted on social media you know that he's, he's exactly got, and the one thing know, with that is you know people are saying hang on you know he wasn't posting that um before he was working with children that's absolute bullshit because it doesn't, matter. Working, it doesn't matter anyway it doesn't matter it doesn't, anyway it doesn't matter but even that is a lie because channel four did that stupid thing with with kim didn't they just only put her in there for a minute and said oh you know it was beforehand and it wasn't anyway because he started working with kids in 2017 and those posts are from 2019 but even so it doesn't make any difference. They shouldn't be anywhere near children. I think that the children's commissioner looks saying that just winds me up. I know that they, you know, this yeah. is all an agenda, but when you've got the children's commissioner of Wales coming back and saying absolute rubbish like this to, to concerned parents, we're in trouble here. Yeah. But do you know? Do you know what? As well, when they were saying about all oh, the DBS checks, you know, everything is in order. You know, obviously DBS checks only show convictions. But what is one of the six principles of safeguarding? Is prevention. It is better to take action before harm occurs. So where exactly. does this like? So why are we being ignored? This is you know this is a genuine safeguarding concern, because well, it's children. You know, and any concern should be taken seriously, regardless how small it is when it's around vulnerable children. It's right, like so you that- know. I remember, um, I remember Kim saying in one of her lives, you know, if you were safeguarding, if you were safeguarding in a school, you have to assume that anybody there is is capable of harming a child, just yeah, because cool. you're friends. It doesn't mean anything because that's where that's where these things happen. It's amongst exactly. people you generally know. Yeah, you know. And so we're aware, we're aware of an issue, a situation that occurred a few years ago in Brecon, um, where a member of staff in one of the schools actually posted some bikini pictures on their Instagram and um, they actually got suspended pending investigation because it was a safeguarding concern. Now, I'm sorry, but that, in comparison to this, the same councillor dealing with it is completely, it's minuscule. It was a bikini picture on holiday, you know? And this is like, there's several 
pieces of evidence showing that this person is heavily affiliated with a child rapist, you know, and he's got, there's just so many points that we've raised and they are sort of excusing every single one of them. Now, if that was a teacher in your child's school, you're telling me you've seen them posting about orgies, you've seen that they're affiliated with a, a, a child rapist, that they're using the pie symbol on their books and you wouldn't be up in arms telling, wanting, you know, calling for them to be fired. Of course exactly. they would, but because it's a guy in a dress, we're all bigots. It's just absurd. It's ludicrous. And this is why so many people are scared to speak out because they're for fear of being labelled. Um, and so what's happening over a period of time is that people are people are being silenced. It's becoming normalised. And then eventually we haven't got a voice at all because you speak. It'll become against the law, you know, like that's why we need to speak now. Exactly. You're absolutely bang on. This is this is the problem with most people is they are too scared to speak out and we can't go there. We just can't go there. Has anybody, um, has any media organisations contacted uh, the council? Where's the, what date is the drag queen and where it's going on? So where, is it the council with the starting? Because I'm surprised. So it's on the 2nd of September and this drag story hour is being held in a public park. What? A children's what? park. Have any media phoned? I'm just thinking... We've got the Daily Mail who are covering it and who will be contacting Brecon Town Council. Um, but that's I was going to suggest that I will call Brecon Town Council and ask for comments. Yeah, please do. I think we should raise, Kat, I don't know about you, um, I think we should raise these safeguarding issues. We should raise the fact that somebody was sacked um, in regards, because it was a safeguarding issue, wearing a key. Shocking, absolutely shocking. And let's, yeah. let's, I'll do the, I'll record it, because we're independent media, so Daily Mail and yeah. everything, they have restrictions, they have lawyers, and we know that I've been doing this a hell of a long time, we've tried to get some serious child abuse stuff out, and they're going to take it, and then their lawyers get twitchy, and they shut it down. Mm. So, we, I've got, I've got no, they can come for me all they want, and they do. They can come, can't they, Cat? They can come. Yeah, we don't we are care. Ask the questions, and we will publicise the answers. We don't come off. So that's what I'm thinking that needs to be done. I mean, I'm lucky now. My sons, my kids have grown up. They're out of school. I mean, I had issues back in, you know, when they were younger, like ten years ago. My son came out of school in year two saying he'd learned about reginas and penises and I lost the plot. And then they make you feel guilty. Oh, he's the only one that's been excluded and he's going to be all alone. And I'm like, I don't care. I just kept him off for it. But This is the issue though, isn't it? Is yeah, that they're saying, well, exactly. other children know about exactly. it. I mean, I so they should know about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think media need to be as much independent media need to be phoning the council and asking for comment and raising these safeguarding issues up you know you that you say that you know he's done dbs check, but that's only if they've been convicted you know we you go through the whole he lot was raising funds for he was raising funds for a dead drag queen from cardiff for his funeral uh, a couple of months ago do you know what i mean it's like this is insane this is insane, yeah. and they're not. They're telling me that's not a safeguarding concern. Cat also, they've got. Although he was raising the funds, he'd also posted it on through ADHD Drag Story Hour the affiliations and the support for Darren Moore oh. on the Drag Story Hour page. I've got screenshots of it. Oh, yeah. interesting. Keep on ADHD, the story time drag queen, and this is what he said: an exuberant human being taken from the world too early. Rest in power. 
If you've met me, you'll notice you'll have noticed a beautiful ADHD necklace that I wear. Well, today we lost the, that necklace's creator. Oh, so we, is, oh yeah, because he, he made jewellery, didn't he, darling? Yeah, oh. now that is posted through the ADHD The Storytime Drag Queens page. If you can, can send me that, because I will use that on the phone call. Yeah. So, girls, with, in, with regards to the, you said the Daily Mail, so we know they're going to, uh, so they're going to be there to cover the story? We know we're going to twist it, but I'm just wondering if they're going to actually show up or if they're just going to... Yeah, well, we've had we've had contact with the Daily Mail today. Um, one of the journalists has contacted all three of us for different different relevant information. Um, and we've just given them everything that we possibly have. Um, right. I've given them email emails that I had with Brecon Town Council to and from. Um, everything we've given them links to all of the affiliations that he's had publicly. The screenshot. And we'll have yeah. to see how they like that's going to be really interesting that is we can we need to go and see how much of that they're going to produce and we yeah. know it's not going to be much but we will give them the benefit of the doubt and yeah. see what they you know what they and give them the out. opportunity to, to do the right thing because yeah to be honest this journalist seemed you know i'm thinking it comes to print and they're lawyers yeah and they're that's it they could be they could be desperately trying to do this but as soon as it gets to the editor it's like nah we're not yeah, doing masters, they're all, you know, yeah. they, all these I, newspapers, they might be on the left, the right, but they're all under the same umbrella. Mm. We mm. wings the same bird, isn't it? Yeah. We're yeah. Under the sun already. So to be honest, like even if they do spin it, it's not gonna make we've like somebody in our group has, has had death threats from local people. Um, you know, we're we're being really this is the thing, you know, we're being really targeted here, we're being labeled, we're being, you know, and so we have nothing to gain. We have yeah. nothing to by doing this. This is this is a headache. It takes a lot of your energy and a lot of your time. Your children like these just concerned parents who want the right to look after their children and decide how what their children should be exposed to. Okay. You guys are doing nothing wrong. Now you're gonna you're gonna get called, and I say this every time. The minute you get called homophobic, a bigot, a racist, a fascist, you've won. Yeah, well, that's what we're having. Thing, they can come back with you. They have no arguments. Well, yeah. they, won't are, they, they just want to just name call, and it's like, well, actually, I'm, can you respond to the evidence that's being presented they to can't. you? Well, ironically, one of the other women who was with us um, has actually recently had her booking cancelled for a Sunday lunch in a pub that she frequents quite often, um, and she got and she's had a death threat as well. But she also got labelled as a homophobe, and she's a lesbian. It's and the people that the owners of this pub are gay. It's ironic, isn't it? It is. It's ridiculous. It it's really, but it's it's the thing is, as ridiculous as it is, it's a very dangerous time that we're living in, and you know we we have to really get up and do something about it. Now, really grateful for you guys for what you're doing. So, with your petition, obviously we know. Just talk us through what you what you did, who you contacted, and how many you know how well it's done and and whatever. Was, uh, um, Lucy, I think you you did the petition, didn't you? Yeah. So, um, so the petition we actually got up to one thousand one hundred forty ish, uh, sorry, signatures. Um, and it was doing really well. I was, to be honest, I was expecting a couple of hundred, and then it just kept going up and up and up. And I thought, well, this is really showing that you know we're not just a small minority, which is what the council referred to us as. Um, and we were already anticipating that Brecon Pride, Brecon Town Council were going to 
um, complain about this. So I'm I'm assuming that they've you know put in a load of complaints. Potentially ADHD's supporters have also done so, and they have just uh, emailed me today and said that they've pulled the petition, um, stating that it didn't stick to terms and conditions or you know the guidelines. Now, I didn't put anything that was not evidenced in there. Um, so I've asked them to, um, you know, look at it again. I've disputed it. I mean, I don't know whether or not it's it's going to come to anything because obviously it's probably not worth their time to to reopen it now. But but it shows that there are a lot of people opposing this. And it also shows the power that they have to shut you down and silence you. You know, yeah. it's just scary. So, um yeah, the petition done. That, was, that did really well over a thousand. And how long was that? Was that, that thousand... was, it was on. the 19th. So what are we on today? The 23rd? 24th today. Five days it was on there for. Wow. It got to... That's 1, why they pulled it, because it was obviously, it was doing quite well. And and who was it? Was it change.org? Yeah. Right. Well, that just goes to show to people. They are they they really support. dodgy. They're funded by George Soros. So it's his This is his... This is the whole of the left's agenda. And unfortunately, we've got no other than Andrew Bridgen at the moment, Lawrence Fox, um, what's her name, Coates? What's her name? What's her first Miriam Cates. Miriam Cates. You know, these are the only few people that are actually standing up. You know, you'd think some of the Tories would be, but they're not. And unfortunately, yeah. all of these petition sites have got links to the Open Society, which is George Soros. Yeah, this is why I had nothing to do with it not fitting in any guidelines. It was because, shit, that's doing quite well. We need to take that down right now. So that's well, why they did it. You'd be really surprised at how many people had actually private messaged us from Brecon who were so worried about voicing their opinion, although they supported us, didn't want to voice their opinion because they were scared of the backlash of like owning businesses. You know, it's such a small town mm. that as soon as you get a name for yourself, that's it. Everything's, you know, can be corrupted so easily. Um, and we were we were all getting private messages from people, individuals saying, look, you know, we we completely oppose this. We are with you, but we can't voice our, our concerns. So yeah. we had to just say, do you know what? OK, well, some of us are just going to have to take it on the chin. Yeah, because yeah. we, yeah. Can't, we can't let those people and their children down. We can't do it. It's not fair. No, it's not. And I'm really pleased about, you know. It's so encouraging to hear. It is encouraging he to hear because Brecon is a small town and if you two can get up and do it, then anybody else can get up and do it. And they'll have a lot more people on their side. I know that you. it is disheartening when people do that because you think, oh, you know, you just need that support publicly or whatever. But, you know, I would take that as quite humbling, really, in terms yeah. of they are behind you. You can see why they're not saying anything. They don't want to lose their businesses. As much as I can say that, well, you know, they're cowards, whatever. I get it. I do get it. And I understand. But at least you've got them behind you. And that's that's what, you know, that's obviously encouraging to a degree. This is it. This is it. You know, within your heart, you know that you're doing the right thing because there's so yeah. many other people who are like, look, you know, we're doing it for them as well. It's not just us. Exactly. exactly. We're children too. But the thing is, we need more people to stand up because we're just, we're just, we're, we're, I'm a single mother, you know. Rosie's got three children and it takes so much time and energy to put into these things, to find out all the information, to put the information out there, to be back and forth with people and raising that awareness. And obviously we are passionate about this. It's not something we're gonna give up on, but we need more people behind us because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm sure you guys above anyone know, like there's gonna be a point where we need to, we need to stop. We need to break for our own sanity, you know, because it's full on. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we'll you know what? You will. You will get people. I know at the moment you're not, but this is going to go out anyway. And, you know, we're going to get, hopefully, there will be other people who've got a fire in their belly that are in your area that are going to go, do you know why we need to join forces? And hopefully something more will come of this, just more than exposing what's going on. But, you know, support as well. That's what, we, that's what we're hoping for. You know, that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, fingers crossed the reality of it though for us is you know we're taking by doing this and putting so much time and effort into it we're actually taken away from our own children yeah you know the time and things that they deserve like exactly. I, I got into doing all this because I wanted to make a world better for my kids and here I am 12 13 years later my kids are grown up and we're in even a little worse state and yeah. I've like they've they've lost out do you know what I mean because I I've turned everything here because I wanted to make a difference and the kids ended up losing out yeah, yeah. So, you know what we do what mummies do for their babies you know that nothing can come between that and you got- this is it with warrior mothers and there are so many of us out there but we are a lot of the time we're just not connected to each other and when we start building those connections and joining forces we truly are so powerful and this is why we really need to get out there and make sure that we're connecting and and putting those sort of putting those branches out there for people to find us you know yeah absolutely absolutely so what's it so what's next guys obviously you've had this now you've had this petition back in so what have you sorted anything for the second are you going up there do you need people up there what what sort of we don't really want to protest purely for the fact that that's what they want they, they want because we know I, that the bracken and radner have got um they've got complete rights to take pictures over this event so it looks better you, for them as they? journalists doesn't it oh look at look at all this that we've um, managed to get on on record you know and it makes a name for them so we'd rather not feed into their it right into what they want to be honest and yeah. if we can do it legally or just that's actually quite wise really if you think about it because what they want is for you to show up to start kicking off so they can twist it in the, to their narrative that the is exactly thing, what they want the only people who kick off is the other side and we've seen that oh, time, yeah. time and again but the media manipulate it yeah they don't think it's like what we we can't be seen to causing and cause an issue which are therefore then can scare children because that goes against what we're trying to do anyway yeah. So yeah. what we want to do is raise the raise the awareness for enough parents to go, hang on, this isn't okay. But without without coming down to their level. Yeah. Yeah. And getting into yeah. the local MP, your your MP and people, they've got to remember there is a general election that is coming up next year for the whole mm. of the country. They need to be aware that there are mums who are starting to stand up, these MPs, and you're not going to have it if they're going to continue supporting this more and more parents are going to come and I do think that's what you need to do like you've got a copy of the petition already a thousand parents have signed the petition do you know what I mean you've you've got a copy of that that was taken down so that you need to remind them they've got an election coming up because they are the minority the people who want this but as we say unfortunately fear the media people not wanting to upset their businesses they stay silent but they're up in arms about it and it will become voting. This is this is propaganda. This is exactly how they push an agenda. They make you feel it's it's a sheep mentality. So they will create the situation. They will make you feel like you're in the minority for not doing it, and they will make you feel um, you know like an outcast if you don't fo- you know fall in line with whatever the agenda is. And so everybody just does because it's an easier life. It's just it's easier, less hassle, and that's what people want, isn't it? And you know, before they know it, every, everything's too late. You know, and so oh, they haven't thought the mums. 
the mums aren't going to stay silent when it's affecting their most precious thing in the world. Absolutely. They won't. Yeah, we got nothing to lose. We got absolutely nothing to lose. There's no point, as far as I'm concerned, in living in this world where paedophiles are calling the shots, because that's essentially what the worries come to. The last yeah. taboos was the acceptance of paedophilia, the acceptance of bestiality, and the acceptance of incest. Where grown adults can rape little children and get away with it. That's not you what's know. happening. That is not what's happening. This world is not going to go that way, and the mums will rise. Yeah. The tablets, yeah. they will it rise. Was- and, you know, I believe that the end game here, as sickening as it is even to say, is that me and Rosanna were discussing it earlier, is that to essentially recategorise paedophilia as a sexual yeah. orientation, as opposed yeah. to it being the most disturbing, deviant behaviour possible, well, you know. Yeah, no, you just exactly have that. where it's going. But this, the, the thing is, what scares me, I think, more than anything, and I, you know, I'm always going to fight against it, of course, I'm, I'm so far into it, is that I realise how long this has been going on for, and this has been going on for about 100 years. This is not a quick, even though it's only come up on people's radar the last sort of handful of years, they've been at this desensitisation and normalisation of this for a long, long time. And they're not about to give it up. They're not about to give it up. So this is why we've got to fight extra hard to even stop this it's, it's one hell of a task it's not a simple task because this is but a what else wide is thing what else is there to do we're mothers like they, i couldn't think of there's no, there isn't an, an option in my no book. there's no option in mine love okay. either i got tunnel vision when it comes to this yeah. so I, you know i do believe we will get there but it's going to be because we've come so far into it and we've managed the thing is they've already you would have seen this yourself being attacked they've already normalized it to a degree to parents right so the generation the, the ones who are most annoyed about this right is the older generation the one probably the one above me and the, and the one above that one right because yeah. in their day although it was happening it was still happening then it wasn't anywhere near to this degree so they see it as wrong but the younger ones which are already they've already been indoctrinated to believe this is normal so in the schools what we've got and now teachers who are woke teachers, they've been they've gone all the way through university with the same nonsense. They come out really believing that they're empowering children um, by teaching them about sex. When we oh. know it's wrong, but they don't. So it's not only if we got a battle with the, you know, the paedophiles, we got a battle with the people who would think they're doing right. And, and then we're going to have to. Then we're going to have to battle with the generation that have been so screwed up with, yeah. with this yeah. as well. I mean, we've got that to consider. Well, the that's children, why they went to... for the yeah the children. That's why they went for the children. That's why they bought the RSE in actually for the younger Little ones. Yeah. Before, I mean, they want it for all of them, but before they bought it in for the so they just bring it in on the on the on the they say oh yeah it's for safety reasons right oh you know it's just in order to have early sex and whatever okay so why are you bringing it in for three year olds then because that's only going to matter to the teenagers but the the point is. They will do it to the three-year-olds first. So by the time they get to a teenager, all of this will be absolutely normal anyway. And then it's easier. Then they know the only way to change society's attitudes and behaviours is through the children. They're not going to change our mind as adults. We've already made our mind up. We know what it is. But a child, their brain is so easily manipulated. It's so malleable. And they know that. And that is why they've gone to the little ones. Us, isn't it, Rose? You know, having, having neurodivergent children, and obviously there's such a higher percentage of child, uh, neurodivergent children who are affected by these things and so Massive. they do target those that are um i don't want to say underdogs but, but you, you mean the if, sort you've of- got, if you've got a lack of sense of identity then it doesn't take much for somebody to groom you put you under their wing and say come it's on i'll help easy. you easy it's 
is simple. Easy. 20 it minutes really, it takes really to go to your child yeah, online, I think, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, 20 minutes In less than it's that. probably quicker. Yeah, it's less than that, I think. So, you know, this is the, you are right. It is neurodivergent children who are, who are more affected by it. You can look at the statistics for um, those who are transitioning, you know, those who mm. identify as trans, because they already feel, you know, especially those with problems. Um, uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word. Socialising, you know, with there's socialising yeah. issues and things. They already feel left out. They already feel like they don't fit in. So they're going to grab this with two, you know, with everything they've got. And you know oh. the compulsivity and the impulsivity there, and it just it, and they're being told and fed by this whole. Well, it's a cult. It's a cult, and they're being fed by, oh, you're amazing, and this, and it's just damaging. It's really damaging. It's like something like forty percent of um, children who transition are on the spectrum. That's just no, not just that. We're teaching our children that if you are for one second unhappy with yourself, well, that's okay. You change it. Exactly. We're not teaching that. Who love themselves and we're not teaching them mental resilience and you know how to actually truly love who you are we're just saying that you can be something different and another thing very quickly sorry that I just wanted to raise was something that really sickened me I was watching um one of Ada HD's um excuse me one of his interviews earlier and the I forget who he was being interviewed by but he said in it you know it it's um so you know, I'm so proud to be a role model for queer five-year-olds. And I was like, what? Why would you even refer to a five-year-old as queer? They, mm. why would they have any understanding of their sexual orientation? Why would that even be something that we would, like some five-year-olds are still eating sand for God's sake, you know? they Exactly, exactly. And their sexual preferences. It's just bizarre. Well, that's why it's dangerous for that very, very reason. This guy... Right believes that children are sexual you must do to even consider that because they're not anything sexual you shouldn't have that and child in the same sentence but well, we'd be, part we'd of normalizing it yeah of course we would of course we'd we would. banged up if i turned around to somebody's kid in the street and started telling them about my sex life and how i how i identified i'd be arrested for it and just rightly so yeah, yeah exactly you know why doesn't he want to go and read in um old people's homes then exactly. what, why yeah, exactly. Why doesn't he go and do that to the elderly? Or if you want to, if you want to have an impact on children in a positive way, send the children to a nursing home to have them, your elderly people. You know, uh, in you know that this is the thing you don't. It's nothing to do with us. Just the excuse in there. We've never needed. Somebody said, "Oh, I tell you, who it was," and I can't stand him. I hate him. But it was Peter Tatchell, right? And he oh. was on. Um, oh. He was on a, a, a. I can't remember what it was. Who was it? It might have been talk tv or it could have even been gb news actually and he said somebody asked him about you know well, why why are they going and he said oh you know children they they get bored and that you know they don't learn properly so when there's somebody there with colors and you know what they're more engaged and i thought right so all of these years then all of these years where we didn't have drag queens going how the hell did we learn to read do you know what oh, I mean? I, the way we couldn't have learned to read unless we had a drag queen coming in and reading to us. What I'm, absolute I'm, load of nonsense. I'm sorry, but in school, if you were a teacher, a female teacher, and you had a top on that was too low cut and you could see your cleavage, they, you know, you'd have the headmaster around there straight away telling you to go home and get changed and wear something appropriate. But it's okay if it's a man dressed as a woman. I it's know. all right. Been on the show. Right. I just like to ask how i'm really shocked because obviously my kids aren't at school now um what i don't get why there aren't angry fathers at the school gates 
yeah this yeah. is I I, I'm very I'm very lucky that my partner is totally 100% supportive of my my views on this yeah I am well, 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 yeah yeah there is the art you you it's just, you I know think fathers finding out, yeah you think a father finding out that their little baby is being taught these disgusting things anal whatever you would think that father would be down there going like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, you, if somebody did that to them in the street, the father would be straight out there. It's what happens when you feminize the children. men, though, isn't it? Yeah. You're handing your children to these people. Mm. Yeah, this is the problem with it, though, isn't it? You know, they've done a number on the men. This was part of it. So when I say it's about a hundred year agenda, the first thing they had to do was destroy the family unit. And the first thing yeah. to do there is to is to is to get rid of the man. And make yeah. it, you know, and it's, it's it's so evident what they've done because the generation see my grandfather's generation, they'd be kicking doors in. They'd yeah. be up there kicking the door in, grabbing the teacher out by the throat. And I don't condone violence, but that's the sort of shit that would have gone on. And now that's it's good. like Oh, you know, well, they need to know because I don't want to, I'm like, whoa. I mean, yes, like I say, it's not all men. I do know, a ha you know, I do know men that are out there fighting a lot more than the mums in some cases. But it's yeah. like, I agree with you, Lou, it should be absolutely, it should be all fathers. Yeah. We have seen, a ma we've seen a, a massive attack on the divine feminine. Men have been emasculated massively. They're programmed and weak, you know, and that's what our generation has become. If we compare our men to the men even 30, 40 years, even 40 years ago, it's, yeah. it's actually, it's, it's horrendous. And I think, you know, I won't go into all the factors that I think contribute to that right now because it's not relevant, but there's so many factors and men men have become very weak over the last few generations and women have had to stand in our masculine a lot more. And, and that's... <laughs> I think it really goes to show, you know, without being in any way sort of mothers, we won't we won't quit. We will fight to the very no. end. From I know what I know what the biggest the biggest cause of it is the sexual liberation movement. That is the, by far the biggest cause of. And this is that. all satanic. It's all satanic. Yes. We are living in the times of Sodom and Gomorrah right now. Yeah. Yeah. We have got to. We've got to recognise that. We've got to come together, we've got to pray, you know, and we have got to stand together and we will fight this evil because it says in the Bible we will overcome these this. So it's well, like it's we not like we haven't been warned, is it? It's satanic. We it we satanic. we yeah, I see it like this. It might seem about a bit far out, but I believe that we are here for this. I believe this is what we came for. This is our mission. This is our path. We we are here. And, and the little sort of tidbits that we're doing, we're only little people do it in small areas, but the little bits of information that we're giving out are, are sort of, they're all having ripple effects. And essentially we are playing our part in raising the collective consciousness. Oh. And we, we are fighting this. This is what we are here for. So, you know, this yeah, is a brilliant. We've got to fight it with everything. I really hope when this goes out, I'll try and get it out later tonight, that enough people hear it and get inspired by you both because it's really been a brilliant show. It really has. I know you're doing Kim shortly, so I won't keep you much longer. Yeah, uh, I think we're half eight with PCP. So, yeah, oh, yeah you're on another to... one. You're on another one. Oh, God, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, you've been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much to the two of you for, for one, number one, for everything you're actually doing, because I know you're working your asses off and you have been 
going to everyone and trying and also collecting all the information that comes back because that's important keep everything documented because one day that's already going to come in useful you know and we can just and i'm just so so grateful and i hope like lou said you know that there there will be an influx for you in your area actually um people can help support you how yeah how can people contact you both guys um facebook probably is best or we have a group Twitter. we haven't got a group as such yet but i think it's probably a good idea for us to to make okay. one i think um, currently it would be instagram mama's little team m-a-m-a-s mama's little team um and then i think yeah we'll look at we did have um we've got a group stand up south wales and i think we could p- probably sort of rejig that a little bit to incorporate wanna... rse okay if you want to put all the links in a messenger link to me yeah oh, that when i do the little article and the little blurb for the show can i just add something as well that i forgot actually to mention previously going back to the drag queens yeah go on um we just really recently uncovered that you know obviously bracken is part of powers um that welsh pool had their pride event completely pulled because the person who was organizing the pride event was an ex-drag queen who's been convicted of child sex abuse um, and this is under the same county as Bracken. And oh, yes, I we know, we know that, yeah. So we know that the person who is actually organising the Bracken Pride works for Cam- uh, Powys County Council. So there's no way they had no prior knowledge of this and still carried on with it. Mm. Yeah, that was actually in the Argus. Was it in the Argus the other day? Or oh, it's been... It's been in quite a few. I found it on Twitter because it'd been very hash hash. It wasn't. It wasn't common knowledge in power. So I had to look for this. You sent yeah. me to it, and I'll, we could do an article on this, Kim. Yeah, we'll put this in as well. We could do an because article. This is for me. This was. It just seemed like a conflict of interest. And if you're so. working for Powys and you know that this has happened, yes, okay, it's not the same drag queen, but in hindsight, surely morally, you'd say, do you know what? This is questionable. We'll take. We won't do that because yeah. we already look bad as a county exactly carried on exactly. it's important that people actually do know about that so yeah check us all the links over as well and then um, luke can put them on when we put the show out especially that one because that's really important isn't it for people to know you are right you might I'll not do be an article drag queen, but, I'll do yeah an article on it yeah i just want to say thank you both for all the work that you've done over the years because honestly you're an inspiration and we need we need more people like you and so thank you for just just having this um having this show and just all of it it's been you know it's waking up a lot of people so i appreciate you oh thank you bless you love thank you both you can share it because we i've I've cancelled every i've been cancelled everywhere i'm not allowed a paypal account you name it no one sees my posts so um, just share it away and uh yeah liberty tactics we're fully behind pcp wales anyone fighting this agenda we you know we're going to get behind one million percent yeah thank you so important brilliant you know we've got to do this guys thank you so much send me all your links so i can put them on the show and we'll have you back on let's have you back on after the event so you can uh give us an update on how it went yes thank you brilliant Brilliant, guys bye bye see you good night what show cat brilliant Absolutely brilliant. I'm really glad they both came on because it's important for people to hear off the mum. It's so important. So, so important. And that's Mm. fascinating about Powys Council. 
Yeah. I forgot about that. I'm glad Rosanna remembered that, actually. Was it recent, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Very recent. I'll have to find it. Well, she'll send it over to you anyway. I, I, I'm sure I shared it on my wall, but it would have been last week. Maybe yeah, it was last week or something. I haven't really been on there. It's not worth it. Do you know what I mean? Every single account now. It's so. just censored massively loving it. It's ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous. But things are going to change. They will change. I know it. Oh, God. It's in God's hands, man. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? Because you had a, had a time off. We both kind of lost our mojo. Maybe our dopamine went down or something. Yeah. I are you are you picking yourself up? It's been a tough time to pick yourself up though at the moment, isn't it? I know. I am I am picking myself up a bit now. I, I a couple of weeks has been, you know, I did that video just to explain to people why I was getting so stressed out about things and whatever. But, you know, I've had time to think and and keep away from some of the stuff I was looking at, although it's vitally important to, to keep going. I, I do feel better this thing. <laughs> Be 
Back from the dead we've come